streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love, rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. <laughs> Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, June 11th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We're going to be joined here in just a minute by Steve Wiltfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. First, some quick house cleaning. We have a tremendous deal going right now that will last until Friday at midnight. Join Bucknuts, get VIP access for 60% off. This deal is also available to current monthly subscribers. I know there's concern sometimes that current users don't get the chance to take advantage of the deals. If you are a current monthly user, you can go adjust your account to annual right now and get the 60% off going forward. VIP access at a reduced rate is awaiting you. Also, if you have yet to give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes, please go do so and leave a comment. It helps us tremendously. Steve. We talk about the weather a lot. Today is the nicest day that we've ever done the BM5. Good morning, Daniel. Man, 66, sunny, no humidity. I probably won't even turn on the dehumidifier in the basement today. It's going to be a good one. We're going to play outside at the Wilpong House. Yeah, 2020 has not been such a great experience so far, but hopefully today is the first day of the rest of our lives and we're all going to be sunny and happy. Will we all be sunny and happy when J.C. Latham commits? I don't think so. There's a rumor that it could happen as soon as today. If you're listening to this show, you probably already know this news. The elite offensive tackle from IMG in Bradenton, Florida, has apparently shifted and will commit to Alabama. That's There was a time when we thought he was a Buckeye for sure. There's not really a lot of new information to share on this, Steve. Well, Alabama is a school that's been prominently in the mix at least for the last month, so it, it, it's no surprise that Alabama has a great shot to land J.C. Latham. Early on, Ohio State was the projected favorite, uh, and LSU was the um, main competition, but Alabama has certainly surged here during Zoom season with, you know, terrific meetings with uh, Coach Sarkeesian, their offensive coordinator, Kyle Flood, their offensive line coach, of course, Nick Saban. And and Evan Neal has been real vocal uh, about his experience at Alabama. Evan Neal, a five-star recruit out of IMG Academy, a starter, freshman starter at Alabama this past year. J.C. Latham, five-star recruit out of IMG Academy, potential uh, freshman starter Alabama next year. Alabama's going to lose the top four guys, or excuse me, four of their top five guys in their offensive line rotation. Evan Neal will be the only one uh, that returns following the season. So tremendous opportunity for Latham to come in and make an early impact, um, an op- a smooth path uh, to to be three and done and, and hear your name called early in the NFL draft. Alabama has that track record and pedigree at the position, and, and I think it's put them in a good spot right now. now I haven't heard that it was like done deal. Um, so, um, you know, we'll see if Ohio State was able to turn it back or or, or pull it out. Um, but it, it definitely seemed like it was trending Alabama when, when J.C. put out uh, that he was ready to decide and needed in that it. 
Yeah, that one's a shame. You got to give Alabama the credit. They have the track record recently that you mentioned of getting guys to the league at that position. Ohio State has not. I think that's going to change in the next three years. But until then, it's going to be tough when you're going after the elite offensive linemen from out of state, especially at a place like IMG, like you said, where you run the risk of alumni helping you out. All right, more good news, and by that I mean not good news. Hudson Wolf, a tight end, is apparently going to go to Tennessee over Ohio State. Steve has directed me towards the truth, which is that mom wants him around. Yeah, I think the proximity to home has a lot to do with Tennessee trending there, but he also has a great relationship with Coach Pruitt and and that staff, and and they've recruited him as hard as anybody on their board, Um, and uh all signs point to Tennessee being the one to beat uh, for Hudson Wolf. You know, when he dropped his top five a couple months ago, his best relationship uh, was with the Ohio State staff and the Ohio State recruits. And uh, I thought Ohio State was in pole position there. Uh, but I think as he's gotten closer to a decision and they started putting all the chips on the table, uh, I think that it's landed a little more towards Tennessee. So we'll see. Uh, if if that feeling ends up being correct, but he was a top target for Ryan Day, Kevin Wilson and company, and they recruited him hard. And um, I just, you know, I think collectively the, the, the Wolf family, um, based on everything I'm hearing, you know, like Tennessee a tad bit better uh, for everything that they're looking for. Not that they didn't love Ohio State because they certainly do and did. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. Tennessee does better some guys fantasy Madden League than doing real football, so that's another subject. Now to the good news. We're going to go to the Pacific Northwest. JT Tumalau, number one player in the top 247, an elite defensive lineman. Yesterday, Greg Biggins flipped his crystal ball to Ohio State. What do you make of that development? And also, we have some tremendous video of Emeka Egbuka on the site. Bring us up to speed on those two Washington State standouts. Well, I think for Greg, it's a current pulse pick, um, which is, uh, I think Ohio State's the one to beat right now for JT to him below. Um, but they got company at the top of the list, and it's definitely not done. I mean, if you look at the confidence ratings, Greg Biggins fired in a three, Brandon Huffman has a one. Myself and the Dean sit at five. Um, we'll see if proximity matters when it's time for JT to make his decision. And I mean, Ohio State, they've shown the clear path to be three and done uh, at the position uh, at Ohio State and and, uh, get drafted incredibly high and and be developed by Larry Johnson and Mickey Marotti and and play for championships. All those things have Ohio State in the lead. We'll see if Washington and Stanford and USC can change that narrative and, and if proximity uh, to home and Oregon's in there swinging if proximity to home uh, will ultimately be a factor in the end. If it is, Ohio State can't change where they're at on the map. So definitely not done. Uh, with the Mechig Buka, I talked about it some on the Wilt Fong Whip Around uh, this week on 24-7 Sports. Also, love Ohio State's position there. The last hurdle, in my opinion, is a, a potential visit to Oklahoma. I think he's in, I think Ibuka's intrigued by the Sooners. Lincoln Riley does as good a job as any head coach of recruiting top targets. And so there's a good relationship with the Sooners. There's certainly a track record. And I think that he just wants to compare it to what he knows about Ohio State. Obviously, if he's not able to take another visit, 
I don't see uh, how Ohio. I would feel really, really good about Ohio State's chances, but uh, that Oklahoma visit looms, and, and and we'll see what happens there. And I also think that Emeka's uh, got a little bit of a connection with Caleb Williams, the five-star quarterback who's trending uh, to Oklahoma, who's going to announce on July 4th. How big of an impact is that? Would that be for a guy like Emeka? I don't know. He's got a terrific relationship with Brian Hartline and Ryan Day. Obviously, he's seen the track record with receivers and, and the offense as a whole. Um, and, and so Ohio State has a lot of great things going forward in this recruitment. Just got to hold hold off Oklahoma, I think, and bring it home. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and get deep on Steve's coverage of Taiwan Malone. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back, Steve. You had an excellent feature on Taiwan Malone, the rare baseball-football lineman combination. You had some incredible video of him taking batting practice. It was truly awe-inspiring. I can't remember seeing an individual that size with that kind of stroke. Bring us up to speed on Taiwan, what you learned about him, and what you think might happen now that you've uh, put it all together. Oh, man, that video I posted on my Twitter has gotten over 55,000 views as of Thursday morning. It's just kind of a, you almost can't take your eyes off at six foot four, 300 pounds with an easy swing. Uh, his, his coach who sent it to me told me that the uh, exit velocity on, on uh, seven of the eight pitches he saw were, was over a hundred, um, including a, a, a record at their facility, 107. Um, I think I put in the story that average for high school is 75. Um, I, I even got a message from a scout for the San Francisco Giants asking me uh, what if I knew if Taiwan was good with the glove, and uh, said I didn't know. But um, you know, he started at first base as a, as a sophomore and was the cleanup hitter for Bergen Catholic, and seems promising. And, and so um, you're right; we've seen baseball football combination, but oftentimes it's pitching or, or outfielders, and and it's you know, the more skilled player build where, where Taiwan Malone walks in looking like Frank Thomas or Miguel Sano or Mo Vaughn. And, uh, um, and, and uh, he, he's an exciting, unique two-sport athlete in this, in this class for sure. So I'm old enough to remember Frank Thomas. I think his debut was somewhere around the early 90s, but – he was a tight end at Auburn and was six foot five, about 270 pounds, but just a great eye at the plate. And the rest is history. He's a Hall of Famer. I'd be hard pressed to tell Taiwan Malone if he had a chance to have Frank Thomas's career that football would be the right choice for him. Did you get any sense of what's going to be the determining factor in his choice, or is he going to try and do both? Well, outside of Kyler Murray, right, most guys choose baseball over football for various reasons. Um, I don't know what he's. Uh, he's going to college with the intentions of playing both and seeing where the chips fall, because there's still some question marks with them as a baseball player in the sense that talking to his high school coach, we don't know if he can hit a 90 mile an hour slider yet. I cannot hit curveball. 
Straight ball, I hit it very much. Curve ball, that's our friend. Doesn't mean he can't, doesn't mean he won't. You just don't know. He hasn't seen that kind of pitching. And with each level you go up, the, the pitching gets harder to handle. Now the coach then was quick to say, Taiwan's handled every level well, so you would assume that he would continue to do so. But on the flip side, I think we're pretty confident he's going to get drafted in the NFL. So um, you feel good about that. The baseball is more the unknown, so he needs to keep – You like I saw people saying, don't play football, just – focus on baseball from here just on seeing them take you know a few few cuts in the in the cage um and he's a terrific football prospect the guy that we probably have ranked too low and, and a guy that i could see really rise in our rankings the more we learn about him and, and and it's really just like the intangibles that he brings to the table i mean he's a hard-working good student terrific teammate the guy that likes to lift up the people around him in addition to his athletic ability, um, there's lots, lots of reasons to like him more than where we currently have him ranked. And again, I'd be surprised if he didn't get drafted in, in football. And I, again, I think he's going to get drafted in baseball too. But the the path to the show is, is sometimes hard and brutal. Where you know you get drafted in football, you made it, you're there. Now it's, it's trying to stick. And, and so, got to play both. Wants to play both. Will play both. Um, and regarding Ohio State, when he took his visit to campus, he, he got time with the baseball staff. He's had Zoom. He's had a Zoom meeting with the baseball staff. So Ohio State's doing all the right things to show him that uh, he can do both in the fashion that he wants to do them. Do it. Do it here. And I think he's talented enough. Where look, football coaches don't like when they're when it's spring practice and you only get 15 practices if their guys aren't all available, but if time, if time alone is a difference maker on the baseball team, and that's also a potential path for his future, you think that he can make that. He'll be such a good football player that, yeah, you want him there for all 15 spring practices. But, you know, defensive line, he can still show up in the fall for fall camp, and, uh, you know, summer workouts, fall camp, and, and be one of your better guys up front by, by college football Saturdays in the fall. I believe that term is leverage. Taiwan Malone has a lot of it. Let's hope it sends him to Columbus. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.